1: The Football
2: Book Club podcast. 14 appearances for. No, I'm not going to do that. Hello and welcome back. I'm James Bug. And over the next hour, you'll be hearing some of our favourite clips from the first series and the behind closed doors specials of the Football Book Club. Whether you're new to the series and want a quick catch up of what it's all about, or you're a Football Book Club regular who's been there from the start. Hi, Darren Huckabee. Big fam. I'm joined by good friend Jack Bernhardt. Hello! Talking to Darren. Oh! Should we go all
3: the way back to the very first episode? Oh, go on then. All the way back in the mists of time of August 2019. (laughs) Hello,
2: and welcome to the Football Book Club, the show where every week we read another forgotten or obscure footballer's autobiography so you don't have to. Over the weeks, we're going to be reading such classics as Lee McCulloch's Simply the Best, Louis Sahar's book Thinking Inside the Box, And Barry Ferguson's The Life and Times of Barry Ferguson. You can hear people in the room with me, which is good. Uh, That brings us nicely onto what we're doing today. So today's book, Darren Huckabee's Hux Through Adversity to Great Heights. I went on Amazon to have a look at some of the reviews just to see what people are saying about the book. Here's a five-star review by Shaz. Shaz, sorry her name is. And it's called Hux, Love It. (laughs) Uh, Awesome book. Full stop, great guy, full stop, still so loved from a city fans, full stop, a must have, full stop, highly recommended, full stop, a super read, full stop, buy yourself a lovely book.
4: (laughs) (laughs) You could clip that in anywhere, shape or form. Buy yourself a lovely book. Just buy yourself
2: a lovely book. Do we have any abiding memories of Darren Huckabee?
4: This is strange, but I remember him, I had the Panini sticker book (laughs) in year seven, and I probably got him about six or seven times. (laughs) Over and over again, And it was like it's another Darren. <laughs> and I had yeah. uh, I had an art teacher who I genuinely I don't think he was anywhere lived near Norwich or had any affiliation, but he would constantly go over and be like, "Oh, I'll take that." I, <laughs> I think he was making like a bizarre any ones that I had extra, but mainly the Darren Huggabees. He would go, "Yeah, yeah that's
1: I'll, I'll, take,
4: I'll
1: take the sticker." No other footballers.
4: I mean, he, you know, a few that I didn't sort of want. He'd go, yeah, oh, sure, but gross. have That's you cool. got the Darrens now? Yeah, <laughs> I really want to see shrine. that. Exhibit. It yeah. was, I think, there's a shrine somewhere in an art room in a secondary school to him. It's definitely but, in
3: Norfolk. That's yeah,
4: maybe he did have a connection, but. Well, he would loiter whenever I'd be sticking in the morning, morning. you know in form be...
2: Sticking in the morning?
4: Sticking in the morning you okay? know? <laughs> just, I mean, I'd yeah. buy like maybe Sticking in the morning? I'd, yeah I'd treat myself to a couple of packets and
2: <laughs>
5: okay, yeah sure. it would You be, know maybe uh... he was making one of them um, you know the pictures made of smaller pictures <laughs> oh, oh yeah some more He only had seven <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah <exactly. laughs>
2: That's an odd number for art Yeah, yeah. Bring up uh, today's dramatic reading. Okay. Mm. So every week we're going to have a dramatic reading uh, where I'm going to read a part of the book uh, in dramatic fashion. So cue dramatic music under. <laughs> Good, right? <laughs> Drama. Now and again. Oh, by the way, this dramatic story is called Nigel Worthington kicks a skip. <laughs> <laughs> now and again, there are times when you're absolutely all over your opponents. And you just don't get the rewards. Sunderland Away was one of them. We really laid into them till the first ten minutes, knowing that we needed only a point to clinch the title. Of course, we
3: went in one nil down at halftime. Can I just say, the stakes are so low. They've
6: basically
2: won the title. They've either they definitely okay. promoted. Yeah. The stakes
3: are so low. That's
2: true, it doesn't stop. But hey, don't ruin the drama. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Important context. <laughs> Of course, we went in 1-0 down at half-time. No one could really put their finger on why exactly, but we were losing. In the dressing room, Malky, Mackay, and Leon, Mackenzie, were having a bit of a ding-dong. That's right, he says ding-dong. There go, yeah. say ding-dong. says
3: go, yeah. He says ding-dong. Mean, that's no, the that's the 12th ding-dong of the yeah.
2: show. <laughs> in the dressing room, Malky and Leon were having a bit of a ding-dong about whether or not Leon was holding the ball up properly. Then Nigel came in, Nigel Worthington, manager, and started going mental. It was all kicking off. At this point, I thought it would help if I it. <laughs> Oi, gaffer, I said to Nigel. You're telling them to calm down, but really, you need to calm
7: down. Yes. Say
2: <laughs> that, Nigel Worthington. In his anger, he booted one of the skips. First of all, <laughs> why are there skips that... in the Norwich why dressing that... room?
3: What? Yeah, what is going on there? Genuinely.
2: I don't understand why there would be skips
3: in the dressing gest- mean.
2: Where, where are they, they away at yeah, Sunderland?
3: Maybe, Maybe Sunderland just filled their away changing room with skips. They're like rubbish. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, yeah, horrible skips. Old white goods and all that <laughs> stuff. Wait for players to just trip
2: over and fall into a skip. <laughs> In his anger, he booted one of the skips. <laughs> it was full. <falling. laughs> Which also doesn't make your foot hurt anymore. Like, if a skip is full well, empty, it's not okay, going to be any But problem. what if
3: it's a washing skip? Like uh, a skip up for like mm, for changing. Mm, I think really. that's probably what it is, and it's ruined the story. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's no, but no I didn't even realise that. You're but then right. it's just like a soft. Yeah, it shouldn't hurt his foot at all. Yeah. It wouldn't hurt his foot, and it wouldn't be that funny. Why? It'd be much funnier. What is what is this? This? I imagine one of the things you chuck your scrub washing yeah, it until you're going to put it in the skip. washing machine. I, I mean,
4: it's sort of the same shape as a skip, but oh, right. smaller and oh, plastic.
2: For the sake of the story, it's a ten-foot yellow skip. It's a huge skip. Yeah. Sitting right next to Dan- Damien France. <laughs> it was four. Nigel all but broke his foot. There he was after that, hobbling around and all bruised up. Eventually, it all calmed down. The point, I guess, was we were already promoted. And they were enough champions, but everybody still had that edge. Winning still meant so
3: much to us.
5: Dramatic. So, oh, very dramatic. So
3: dramatic. So very very dramatic. I don't
5: know why you think chipping in at that moment is a good idea. <laughs> yeah. oh.
2: Jack, do you... Like me.
3: (laughs) Are we cool? Yeah. Are we cool? (laughs) Are we cool (laughs) right now? Would you say we're cool? (laughs) I would say, I'd say we're we're, we're cool though, right? Do you think Darren Huckabee thinks we're cool? No, No. absolutely not. I, 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 I was thinking about this recently, how weird it would be if you were Darren Huckabee and had uh, four idiots talking about <laughs> your book that you wrote ten years ago. Yeah. And then messaging you on Twitter being like, Hi Darren, how are you Are we're good? Look what we've done for you, Darren. That is literally what we tweeted. <laughs> yeah. We, we, we said, hey, read this in the creepiest voice you possibly can.
2: I was very surprised. Darren be took the time out of his day to listen to the podcast.
3: Yeah. I like how nonplussed he was, personally. Yeah. <laughs> he just got on with his life. He has got straight. on with his life. He's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, fine. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Whatever you guys want to do, that's fine. It's weird. I suppose it is weird. It was the first time that I thought, oh, these are real people. Yeah. You know We're there's... talking about actual people who, who can interact with us.
2: Yeah. 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 And some we don't want to interact with.
3: <laughs> <laughs> some people we really, really <laughs> yeah. don't want to <laughs> interact <laughs> with. Uh, when we talked to Colin Murray, he said that Graham Sooness would want to kill us.
2: Yeah. So, Graham, if you're listening, turn off. Please, <laughs> turn off. Please don't. Um, do you regret doing this whole show? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good. <laughs> <Next> bye question. <laughs> L- leave. We uh, have read a lot of, we have read a lot of books.
3: I think I think I didn't quite register hmm. how many books it would be and also how how bad I am at reading. I forgot <laughs> I kinda I'm not good. I'm not good at reading. I it, can't sit down and
2: yeah, I thought you'd be able to get through these books in five minutes. And some you can, yes. And
3: I tell you what's different about reading compared to TV. Uh-huh. TV can just be on. Yes. Yeah, you have to focus. You have to focus with reading. And this this is one of those things that uh, isn't very interesting or insightful. Okay, hit me. No, that was it. That's kind but, of- <laughs> Oh, okay, sure. <laughs> the idea of... Uh, it, was,
2: it was so uninteresting and so <laughs> it literally passed me by.
3: <laughs> so dull. But like with all, you know, with like all mediums. Reading is the one where you have to make the most amount of effort. Yes. Apart from, I don't know, like calligraphy.
2: Yeah, which is the Football Calligraphy Podcast is, is coming, <laughs> coming soon. Coming soon. Jack, have you got anything that really stands out from the series?
3: Uh, probably when we talked about Jermaine Pennant's game that I despise called Eggyboff.
2: Eggyboff, Jack, can you explain Eggybuff? <laughs>
3: I can try. Right. Eggyboff is... Okay, <laughs> if you're all in a group uh, and you are lads, apparently going yeah, uh-huh. to this game, uh, one of you will pipe up and say, uh, "Eggieboff is the first person to do something." Stuff like Eggieboff, the first person to get off the coach, is Eggieboff. Yes, and they were talking. Mm. He was talking about it was him, Jermaine Genus, Jermaine Pennant, Gareth Barry, I think, like a lot of like uh, England players mm. in the setup, um, like who just wouldn't get off the coach. <laughs> And they were like, oh, no, we can't, because of Eggybuff. <laughs> and Les Reed was there going, like, what the fuck are you talking about? What the fuck are you talking about, Eggybuff? What is wrong with you? Eggybuff, we can't, coach, we can't, Eggybuff. So he had to give out bibs to the kids on the coach. These drunk children shouting Eggyboff at you. <laughs> well, Not- the
2: next section ruined, we play be by Eggybuff. Anyone ever um. Eggy James no i can't even bring not. myself to well, say it to be honest i think that
3: also you can tell what he thinks about the type of people who are eggy buffing, because <laughs> he said all the nerdy kids got off the oh, of the yeah. coach first and i was like that would have been me i'd have been straight <laughs> off that coach like, let's go play football i was <laughs> amazed that
2: gareth barry wasn't on the that's what coach. i was thinking eggy Buff, how does it feel to listen back to eggy <sighs> Buff?
3: It was. Um, I remember saying just a second ago that it was my favourite bit of the podcast. It's not, <laughs> <laughs> um, but there are good moments. Um, yeah, and good books as well. They're mean, good, they're mean genuinely good books.
2: We, we make it sound like a slog. I we have. We, there's a lot of joy in reading a lot of these things. The nostalgia you find with some of the players, even the worst books. Yeah, there's still moments where you go, ah, oh, him, him, I that haven't, guy. Haven't about I don't know, Jay Spearing and Jay Spearing. I don't like, think he's even a, popped up in a book yet. That's a good pull though. Um. But some of them have been really good, like uh, Jason Mcateer's book. Was, Jason Mcateer's book was surprisingly good. It was amazing, and that's what was our favourite book in the whole first series. Yep. Um, I mean, there were there were stranger parts. Uh, I remember there's one bit where Jason Mcateer uh, keeps asking people out for drinks. <laughs> <laughs> one thing that really confused me in the tunnel on the way onto the pitch. <laughs> I what you're he say. keeps asking opposition players uh, like, out for a drink, a drink. in yeah. Liverpool. Ian Wright or something, he says on page 87, let
5: me find Invites him to his mum's house, right? Yeah. He's yeah. Like- he can stay over, he, goes, he says. He goes
2: like, um, righty standing in front of me as we make our way off the pitch. I love him as a player and he strikes me as a top load. This is too good a chance to miss. Hey, righty, I say as if I've known him all life. If you're ever up in Liverpool for a night out and need somewhere to stay, come round ours you can stay at my mum's, you know, Boulders brass. He says, Oh, thanks.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Love the idea of Ian Wright just being like, what, I, yeah. yeah, sure. Why I'll, would you say that in the, sure, in the tunnel? I'll, I'll stay with Jason McAteer's mum. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Guy I've never I mean, heard of. To be fair, it's quite a good like way to freak out the yeah, opposition. I'd be out. i yeah. really freaked out. It's really I think strange. You have to say it like, Hey, Ian, you can stay at my house, you know.
5: <laughs> who else does he invite? He's someone yeah, else. Luigi right?
3: Casaragi. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs>
2: that is generally who it is. <laughs> <laughs> at the World Cup in Italy, he says something like that. Eh. If you ever in Birkenhead, <laughs> yeah. we'll go for a drink and a lozenge.
3: <laughs> Luigi Casaragi. That's
2: one of those nostalgia That is
3: memories. a real nostalgia yeah. thing. I feel like I had, I didn't have a shirt with Pacasaragi's name on it. I think I maybe we, had Pek- a sticker. Pacasaragi. <laughs>
1: Pacasaragi.
3: Yeah, I like Casaragi, but his face was yeah, right all completely out of shape. He got hit by, it's Casaragi <laughs> after he's been hit by a football. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For Kassaragi. It's like Popo Chesky all over. Oh,
2: that's what I was thinking. I knew there was someone else who got the wrong. It, it's when, me, when, it's when, me. It's always did me. Did you
3: call Paul Konchesky Popo I call, Chesky? <laughs> I called Paul Konchesky Popo Chesky. Popo Chesky is such Lest a name. Less Dostoevsky, more Popo
2: Chesky. <laughs> <laughs> We did some behind closed door specials after that. Remember them? I do, yeah. A little bit different uh, in that we did it with uh, just, you know, the recirculated oxygen. (laughs) Yeah. But the winner of that series uh, was Marcus Hanneman. Mm-hmm. Uh, who wrote a Premier League diary in 2006
3: lovely Premier which basically only won because it was so lovely and mild that it reminded us of an easier time (laughs) yeah basically it it. was like he talked about going to Costco and like drinking LucasAid
2: and uh, my favourite activity uh, when I'm not in uh, house arrest uh, (laughs) going to uh, going to see uh, Tool he loves Tool loves Tool in, in the acknowledgments, I, I I loved the fact that it's the only book uh where the person who wrote it has had to thank Casey Keller and the whole of Tool. <laughs> which, I thought, like, which I thought was fantastic. Even Graham murty remember him, reading Captain at the time, fullback. Yeah. He um he uh he he wrote a really good foreword And I love this
3: foreword uh, by Graham murty It's
2: really yeah, funny. It's really- it is really funny. He basically just slags off
1: Marcus the whole way yeah. through. Yeah.
2: But he writes one of my favourite ever sentences. Uh about again about Marcus loving Tool. He says he's tried countless times to get all the squad to go to one of their concerts. But can you imagine Leroy Leiter and Ibrahim Asonko at gig? <laughs> <laughs> I can't. No matter how lot, much <laughs> I try I can't imagine
3: <laughs> <laughs> That he hypothetical universe That exists yeah. <laughs> yeah He loves He, he loves, loves tool. metal He loves metal yeah. so, much, so much. much That he That he chased gr- Like Graham murty Out of his uh Like sharing a room with him <laughs> Yeah
2: <laughs> It's such a weird Graham Mertie didn't want to listen to Tool He's like oh, Okay Graham, out Graham, the room.
3: Mur- <laughs> Graham murty was like Could you please not listen to Tool All the time He was like I think I have to listen to Tool All the time <laughs> You just need to get another room <laughs>
7: <laughs> I, my favourite bit of his tool sort of memoirs was when he casually drops in like at the beginning oh he might get some tickets to go and see them but by the end Tool are going to Cardiff to watch the Carlin Cup final with him, <laughs> <Yeah. That's laughs> and there's true. no, there's no like development of that relationship. It just seems to happen.
3: Do you think there's a there's a Tool diary of two thousand six, two thousand seven that is just about Marcus Hanneman
7: <laughs> Oh please, maybe that's the true Gone just Girl about, story. Just about here. Reading.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we loved Ibrahim Sunko, but he'd never
7: come to our gigs. <laughs> he has got their tour diary down.
3: Oh, absolutely! Yes. Uh, you're, yeah, you know, you're like in a right. prison break where yes, like he has exactly. like,
2: a map on his stomach. He's got the same, but yeah. all the dates they're playing yeah. the European. <laughs> his,
3: and his, his, uh, his head like glows every time Tula are within <laughs> <Yeah>. a mile. Tula <laughs> <Tool are> playing. <laughs> we must get to the Tula mobile. <laughs> and there was another guy we loved, Maya oh. Yoshida. I love Maeda. I didn't know anything about Maeda before this book, and then I kind of became obsessed with him for quite a while. Yeah,
2: it was, it was we that one really early on.
3: Yeah, and he just had a great outlook on life. Very he did. positive, very philosophical. Very philosophical. Such uh, a, he had like some great little like words of wisdom. Like I suppose of all the Sampton players, he's probably the one who's most likely to be a poet. Uh, another player, he would be poetic.
2: Yeah. I can't see Fraser Forster (laughs) writing a poem let's go through the whole team yeah Fraser Forster Uh, who's right back Uh, (laughs) Cedric's left Uh,
3: uh, yeah no Nathaniel Klein's. he's long gone long gone
2: oh is it Franny (laughs) Benali Southampton fans screaming at us yeah Um, I don't
3: know who their right back is but while we're thinking let's play a clip of my Ishida during Southampton's secret Santa (laughs) I am usually given the typical oriental gift Oh, where he is crazy. either given something to do with Pokemon or a Kung Fu costume. So like he's talking about how he decided to get his own or get his own back. but his version was to get Jay Rodriguez a Ninja Turtle onesie because he had commented to Jay Rodriguez that he drives like a ninja turtle. Yep. Now okay, you say yeah. <laughs> yep. Got nothing wrong with a- that. Any's on board, he's <laughs> <Hangs> on board. <laughs> when Okay. There is so much to unpack there. <laughs> When do they drive in Ninja Turtles? I don't watch a
2: lot of Ninja <laughs> Turtles. I, I know of them, but I've never... is it
3: just like he drives like a, like like, a bad
2: skateboarder? I thought it. he definitely had... Definitely skateboard. I'll have a little look at this.
4: I always thought it was like he... Drive. I don't know. I always thought he drove a car that maybe was green and looked
3: That's like... That's what I n- thought when I read it. But the Ninja Turtle... I, was... think the, I think the implication is you drive like a ninja... So you, you drive really all over the place. Like a Ninja Turtle drives. Having looked into it, they do
2: have a van. I'm doubting... Was it, was it Jay Rodriguez? Jay Rodriguez, I'm yeah. doubting Jay Rodriguez drove the Ninja Turtle van. <laughs> <laughs> I will be honest. I mean, if he came in with a perfectly replica Ninja Turtle van, <laughs> I'd be like, wow. But also
3: sure, feel like that joke no, makes sense. It's not sense. really a joke then, is it? <laughs> it's just an observation. Yeah, like, you know what? You, you literally are driving like a Ninja <laughs> Turtle at this point.
2: And, and Rodriguez does sound like uh, it could fit in with kind of the Italian Renaissance uh, names of the Ninja Turtles. Yeah, Ish, if
3: yeah. If you're really sure, <laughs> it's it's a a really stretch. stretching, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
2: Leonardo, Rodriguez. Michelangelo, Rodriguez. Uh, uh,
4: yeah, yeah, that yeah. makes yeah, sense. I can see that. Yeah,
2: Jay Rodriguez ninja well, turtle. So.
3: I also liked was that he said that as soon as Jay Rodriguez opened his present, he knew it was from Maya Yoshida, which again that's brilliant it's secret Santa. So it's sort of ruined. But I love the idea of Maya Yoshida going, Ah, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> look what
2: I got you. <laughs> he should have bought him a giant wise rat. <laughs> 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 Carl Walker
3: Peters. Ah, of course, Carl yeah. Walker Peters. Carl Walker Peters. Um, but it's not all good. No, no, not a lot. <laughs> in fact, I would say the vast majority overwhelmingly very bad. bad overwhelmingly bad.
2: There was one in one in particular, uh, not necessarily a bad book, mm. Louis Sahar. but very uh, confusing, strange, <laughs> and unexpected. Here we are talking about all the people that Louis Saha mentions in his book.
3: Oh my god, there are so many people. We've had Casper the Ghost, <laughs> uh, Gargamel, the evil wizard from the Smurfs. <laughs> Dominic Strauss Kahn twice, yes, at uh, least. Yeah, uh, Nelson Mandela, mm. uh, Karen Brady, which actually is the that makes sense the person closest to football. I yeah. would argue. Um,
4: It's. I mean it's
3: Alan Sugar
2: uh, the other guy off The Apprentice (laughs) he's a
4: big fan Katie Price he mentions oh Oh, a lot
5: twice do you think he likes Katie Price James no okay (laughs) Uh, he blames her for the downfall of children's dreams girls dreams (laughs) yeah he does he's like they used to have Barbie and that was the role model of the the perfect perfect life for a girl and now Katie Price came along and ruined it ruined it it all he mentions Nuts
3: Magazine
5: that's another one that's true Mm -hmm. he mentions Osama Bin Laden and Adolf Hitler within a few sentences <laughs> of each other, maybe in the, same sentence. That, yeah.
3: it is in the same sentence.
5: What's yeah, the context?
2: It is. Uh, yeah. His favorite goal for Everton.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's very hard to, to read for more than like five minutes at a time, I think. That's how I feel about it. It's a bit like eating uh, pate. <laughs> I'm sort of like no, okay, by itself. Yeah, genuinely because Wait, what are first, you, what are
2: you not not like on bread or
3: anything. The first, yeah, no, just just pate, just straight pate with a spoon. With a spoon, and okay. someone said to you, "Welcome to the pate store." All of your meals are going to be in pate for the rest of your life now, and you start eating it. Wait, wait like... you go into the shop and yeah. then yeah. they say they, <laughs> they, they lock they, the door you in and, in say, the pate's all. and say you now must eat pate for the rest of your life.
2: Did you choose pate because it's French? Uh,
3: no, actually, I, I chose it because it was rich. But you're right, that mm, okay. is sort of sure. Uh, yeah, also rich xenophobic.
4: <laughs> but wait, let's carry
2: on with the story. Okay, no, so because uh, we're, we're, Amy James and I are locked in the pate's <laughs>
3: <door>. <laughs> Because okay, so there's the forward. Forward. Uh, <laughs> there's also a message from Charles Bitry, and then there is also the author's preface. And yes. the author's preface is bonkers. It's the author's preface
2: is my favorite bit of the book. And this is this is exactly
3: what but this is exactly what I mean is because you start reading it and you're like they're individual if you I mean you, why would you have the book in front of you if you're listening at home but you might uh, they we they encourage are, reading along. <laughs> they are just a series of unconnected sentences in italics that are all mad. And
2: it sounds like a, a perfume advert for a perfume <laughs> called football. <laughs> I think. <laughs> The game demands that I do my best, and even a little bit more. I'm as dependent on football as man is on the air he breathes. I've become blind to his excesses. Jealous people accusing you of being arrogant because I'm bold. (laughs) I appreciate being able to live a privileged life. Football gives me a lot, but from one day to the next, it can take back everything.
3: Can you uh, put, like, perfume ads behind this and see if it...
2: Can we do that in edit, do we think? Yeah, we can do that. I need to find it royalty-free. Sometimes I believe I have the upper hand, but in reality, football is my master. (laughs) I no longer have any control over my time, my image, or my personality. I just about control my money and what I do for fun. I live the dream and hate to sleep.
5: Oh, I
3: love that. <laughs> oh, that is a great life. That is the, that is the last one.
5: by well. Louis Saha. Yeah. <laughs> I just love how it spills over onto the first page. Like the editor's probably gone, can we just lose a couple of these just so we can keep it? <laughs> yeah. He's gone, no, definitely not. No, no, We're no, keeping no. everyone. Look,
1: it
4: is, it is. <laughs> two pages long. <laughs> it is two pages long of unconnected sentences. I think they're just alternative titles for the book that he was like, "Well, I've got a bunch <laughs> of." These, yeah, yeah, put them I've in italics. Them. <laughs>
3: it's a sexy book.
2: <laughs> the only other sexy moment was when Tony Poulas was naked in a shower. Yeah, and that was debatable uh, how sexy, sexy it, was. it was. I actually thought a lot more football books would mention some of the, you know, salacious behaviour. Yeah. Uh, and we haven't had too many of them. I yeah, guess I mean, Pennant and Monk... Uh, not Monk, Monk didn't mention that at all. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, <laughs> apart from Rod Stewart having sex with his mum. Uh, but Jermaine Pennant and uh, Louisa Hart yeah. are the only ones.
3: Very sexy. Though. Yeah.
2: And by the way, Rod Stewart did possibly
3: have sex with Gary Monk's mum. That, uh, men- that is mentioned in the book. Gary, if you're listening, please don't sue us. <laughs>
2: sue Sue Rod, Sue Rod, See Rod. <laughs> yeah, Sue Rod. But uh, there have been other moments where the books kind of become uh, a bit partridgey. Footballers do a lot of mundane things, mm. uh, which they really uh, ram home in surprising ways in the books, and yeah. they make really big chapters on them. Uh, Kevin Phillips was one. He wrote a whole segment about how much he loves his coach. He travels to it's and from so matches. Should we chat about uh, his move to Sunderland? We mentioned it in passing just then. He goes to live in a, um, uh, a
3: hotel. For a bit,
1: yeah.
2: Jack, you talk, to- you texted me saying he's very much like Alan Partridge, and I've just realised how much more he's like Alan Partridge for that reason.
3: He is so much like Alan Partridge throughout
2: there, this whole. He book. is.
7: There's one it's... line that really tickled me that I thought exactly the same thing. Where he's oh, like, oh, what was? Oh. Yeah, Sunderland. I've always wanted to live by the sea. It's like not in yeah. Sunderland though, have you,
2: mate? I've heard Sunderland's the nearest thing to Bermuda. Yeah.
3: <laughs> there <it is. laughs> the, there's a, so. I mean, also when he's in the hotel, he does say there are only so many toasted sandwiches you can order on room service.
2: <laughs> yeah. And what do we Which... think that number is? What do we think that number is? <laughs> I don't know. Interest? I'm sure. I'm sure
3: he worked it out at a certain yeah. point. <laughs> Um but like he so there's a bit also where he where he first moves to uh, Sunderland where he mm-hmm. drives to the stadium of light instead of uh, Roker Park where he's supposed to be going and he sees um the stadium of light in front of him and he just shouts into his car to no one uh Jesus Christ it's massive <laughs> <laughs> and there is no way I can't imagine Alan Partridge doing a similar thing <laughs>
7: Jesus Lynn look at it. It <laughs> um, also gives uh, a quite uh, a detailed insight into the coach company there. Did you like that bit? I I really oh, appreciated that bit. I I,
2: I love that section uh, where he basically just does an advert. Um can we cue some advert music underneath?
7: Cue Mordell <laughs> Coach advert.
2: <laughs> Those long journeys can really become monotonous. Mind you, I can't complain about the quality of our coach company, Dale. Seats and tables at the front, microwave, fridge and couch at the back. It's all quite impressive. <laughs> 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 to pass the time, I usually watch videos down the front with Alan Johnston, while at the back, the card scores in full operation.
3: <laughs> so much. <laughs> <buttress. laughs> so partridge. I Get yourself
1: so down cool.
7: like to Mordale. It should be quite cool. It's like a sounds like a tour bus without drugs and groupies. But yet yeah, he somehow makes it well, so no absolutely of because... dry. I,
1: <laughs> I agree. Mean, let's be No,
3: no you... groupies are on a Mordale coach. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, I mean this is the thing is if I was on a if I was on a coach and it had a microwave, I don't think I'd ever stop talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> But I realised that if I was, if someone told me they'd been on a coach with a microwave in it, I'd be like, nah, I don't really care. But actually being on a coach with a microwave in it, oh,
7: a, like, I like telling someone your own dream, like that <laughs> yeah. sort of thing, <laughs>
2: definitely. <laughs> in terms of like Monday and things like that, there's one moment where he says um, they're on a coach going somewhere uh, to play up north, maybe Bradford, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we approached the outskirts there. of town. I looked out the window and the place looked very <laughs> familiar. Then I saw the Wallpack Pub. Oi lads, Brett so Emmerdale, I shouted. But I wish I hadn't <laughs> opened my mouth because I got slaughtered for owning up to being a big fan of the programme. Everyone else on the coach was expecting me to say, EastEnders. Why? Why
3: would they why would, be me to say
1: that? <laughs> to
3: yeah, uh, imagine if, if Kevin Phillips had pointed out the window and gone, It's EastEnders! in Bradford. They'd have all gone, Kevin, are you okay? What happened to you? I understand what he's trying to say in that
2: he's meant to be going, uh, EastEnders was like a more acceptable thing to like, but it makes no sense. And then on a similar note, another partridge moment, uh, Lorenzo Amoruso. Oh my God. Who gets addicted to something I've never heard of anyone getting addicted to before. Reading football books.
3: <laughs> this, this is simultaneously the most tragic and funniest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> this is absolutely um, he gets addicted... Bit. To Bailey's, <laughs>
2: <laughs> Bailey's like Irish Partridge. Cream. It's,
3: yes, it, yeah. it is. It is one hundred percent like Alan Parcher's This bit, and it's it's also like it's so. It is so tragic because he's talking about like he's injured and he has nothing else to do but drink. But, but uh, and cook and cook too soon yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'll cook
2: pasta for Gunnar Gattuso and then they'll come home and see him as a big slob just drinking <laughs> Baileys the whole time. <laughs> it is sad. Don't oh, get me wrong. It's is it is sad. I think the way he uses the term addiction, though, in the book, is quite loose. I think he's very aware that it's not
6: a, a full-scale addiction, and I think he
2: and he knows it's funny as well. He yeah.
6: does know. It's yeah, funny.
1: That's yeah
2: that's true. True. he knows it's funny. He he kind of uses it, and they use it to sell that's, the book. In one place, I saw it, it is so funny. I mean, yeah, of all the things to get addicted to,
3: the mental image of Lorenzo Amoruso sitting on a couch drinking Bailey's and watching Loose Woman is. <laughs> i would like that photo to be in this book
2: uh it is
6: (laughs) is. oh yeah this is why i love
2: uh reading football all books because they spend three hours a day training yeah and then they've just got all that spare time nothing to do and they but they pick
3: up on the weirdest things where they're like oh yeah this is what i'll mention in my autobiography how big the coach was (laughs) yeah that's what i want to emphasize
2: (laughs) we have started noticing patterns in books one thing
3: peter reed always pops up Oh sure, thing. it's always Peter Reed Watch.
2: Peter Reed Watch. Peter Reed Watch uh is is an important thing in all the books we read. But also uh we also noticed notice patterns like James did in Gary Monk's book.
5: Chapter four. This is the this is the chapter when he was hungry when he wrote it. Did you notice this? No, no. How's so? In this chapter, alone, <laughs> within a few pages of each other, he says uh, oh. I'll double check this. He says, Bite hunger. <laughs> Meal, craving, little more bite, and let's dig in.
1: <laughs> oh my god.
5: What an incredible spot. Genuinely. That Honestly. is the spot
4: Fantastic of the book. Spot. Well that done. is
2: incredible.
5: I think I know it's Are it you writing a uh, thesis on Gary <laughs> yeah. Mack? He used, he used craving in an unusual way, and that's when I noticed that. And mm-hmm. I was like, I'm, pre- I'm, pre- I'm sure he said hunger a couple of pages ago. Let me Wait, just check. Is, no, he, is, is he playing now. a Let's game start
1: with us? <laughs> is there
5: a code? That is an incredible yeah. spot, James. Great spot. Well, I, 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 I spotted two and thought, I wonder if I can get three, round it off. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: i think james might have been quite hungry while he was reading <laughs> yeah. that as well
2: well actually i was thinking that this is a little bit of a behind the scenes fun Ooh. we used to cook each other meals yes! before every recording and then have a bottle of wine sit down we like did. a proper book club but we then have also look- because we listen- listen to the old episodes you can always hear us slamming wine glasses down the yeah. table all the way
3: through yeah. i think progressively the quizzes well, during lockdown got less drunk because we were all quite like okay we've got to get through this yeah but as the show when we did the show together we would get progressively drunk. Yeah, we do, yeah. And it would get, we'd get more annoyed with each other. And That's rowdier. something we are bring about for serious too. Oh, yeah. Gotta rowdiness, get, drunkenness. Drunkenness, rowdiness. We're gonna, we're gonna abandon some cars and stations. <laughs> like Jermaine Pennant. Like Jermaine Pennant. If, if, if they're not gonna, gonna, gonna do rowdy things, we're gonna do
2: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we're talking about footballs because they're so tame compared to yes, us. They are, yeah. They're bloody, they're, they're boring. But, I say that. You do? Some of them aren't. Yeah. <laughs> Especially, Friend of the show Perry
3: Groves <laughs> Perry
2: Groves he's, he's lived a life he's, He has lived a life What a nice man I love that guy He had loads of great stories Some yeah. One we're going to get to later um, But we played a game Called Real Book Fake Book With him Can I play a little game With you Perry uh, It's called Real Book Fake Book I'm going to give you Some names of football Autobiographies You have to tell me If you think it's a real book All Or right. one we've just made up Okay Sounds kind of fun right Yeah Ready to go <laughs>
6: <laughs> from where, from where you're chatting, maybe. Uh, number one, Lee McCulloch, Simply the Best. Fake.
3: That's real. It is real. It's real. Lee McCulloch
6: name. was, what, he's called Simply the Best. Simply yeah. the Best. I think he's overrigging his... He's <laughs> chasing a bit there. There's no sort of self you calling there? your book, I Am Perry Good. <laughs> yeah,
2: <exactly>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Which was the, well, one of the titles. The titles that was, yeah, that yeah, yeah, that was one that got. Um, Liam Ridgewell, Get Ridge or Die Trying. That's fake. Yeah, That's fake. fake. Yeah. Yeah. Got that oh, all right. <laughs> uh, Shay given any given Saturday. I think that is
6: fake as well. Oh, it's real. Oh, oh, is it it was it all oh, right, Frank It's harder than you thought right this game. Yes, of course. And to be honest, probably a little bit more less interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Question 4 coming up. It's only only 30 to go. Uh, <laughs> totally
2: Frank Frank Lampard. I think that's that is real it is real yes. oh, You're alright right. yes. uh, Gareth Barry snog Barry avoid relegation <laughs> <laughs> you've
6: made that one up <laughs> and you because so, by the it, way Thomas. if there's some a player out there who would not snog it would be Gareth, Gareth Barry. He <laughs> would, would be in that 10%. Wait, well, that straight would, batters. What
3: would not snog.
6: Well, no, ever. No, no, oh, it's okay. probably <laughs> his wife. Okay, yeah. that, that's a play on, I'm um, a bit of a player, isn't it? Snogger. True, true. true. And, well, Gareth yeah. Barry would be a straight Or passer. it's like, snog Barry,
3: avoid
2: relegation. Or like <laughs> kissing <laughs> the Blarney Stone.
1: He's good luck.
6: Tim Krull, Cruel, Cruel Intentions. That was a film, wasn't it? I think? <laughs> it was, yeah. So, Tim fake. I was fake. Yeah, it was fake. Right. Yeah, is that Cruel Intentions, i one of a few films I've actually walked out from. do you not really? like it no. Tim Krull does not turn up <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really up. sad Yeah. Uh, Meza Ozil gunning for
2: greatness no fake that's real yeah, know, yeah, there's yeah, been
6: yeah. many bullets in that gun
2: <laughs> 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 and finally uh, Alan Hansen mmm cop <laughs>
3: <laughs> see I don't think Alan Hansen mmm bop
2: obviously is your analogy so
6: <laughs> I think my I, joke
3: I think Alan Hansen was desperate to make that pun <laughs> yeah. his whole life it was like they were like please don't call it mmm cop <laughs>
0: a fun thing
2: about that episode which i yeah. just remembered we were offered <laughs> the can we, can ep- we recorded we, it at the golf club in a, in a very echoey uh room yeah uh it was that or we had to record in an uh a women's changing room <laughs> an empty may i <laughs> yeah. add oh uh, very empty room.
3: and it had like a signed shirt of steven gerrard in it or yeah weird just, like that
2: yeah when you're getting changed by golf yeah uh, and you're a woman. The thing you want to see the most
3: is. <laughs> and I think because we, we sat down, we started setting up, and then it was like, it's going to be too weird. Yeah, to make, it's too str- To it sit in a, a make tiny Groves, room with Perry Groves. And we couldn't work out how we were going to distance it as well. Like Perry Groves would have to sit in the shower, one of us would have to sit in another <laughs> cubicle.
2: And at this point, we hadn't spoken. Or, well, I'd only texted Perry. Yeah. I'd never met him. it have been the
3: strangest <laughs> thing to come in. Hi, Perry. We're cool, okay? Can you just sit down on this stool and we'll um.
2: Yeah. Uh, and then we went, went into side to go an echoey room where crows kept attacking. Oh, so.
3: so and you mentioned that in the podcast. It's really strange. It's just every time you hear this. <laughs> of the Bee Gees. It does. <laughs> well, you can tell by the way
2: that I'm a crow. On the subject of games, though, we played a few games
3: this series. Oh, my God, we played so many games.
2: Um, guys, do you want to uh, play this week's game?
3: I'm so excited about this yes. game.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this game, I hope this theme works, this game is called uh, Danny Higgs Boson. Brilliant. Everyone uh, you have to tell me if, if this is a scientist who works at CERN or a national team player for Gibraltar. <laughs> of course okay. it's
3: this. That was fun. But, uh, but my favourite game has to be... Uptown Monk? Oh, I, do you want me to say Uptown Monk? No, i said it now. <laughs> I'll just play it.
2: <laughs> you have to tell me who said this. Gary Monk or Bruno Mars? Because <laughs> oh Uptown Monk won't give it to you. Nice. <laughs> I was hoping that might be a catchphrase. <laughs> you two must, I think you're going to figure out the answer to this pretty quickly. <laughs> Question number one. I'm too hot. Hot damn. Make a dragon want to retire, man. Was it Gary Monk or Bruno Mars?
3: Uh, I'm trying to think. Did he make a dragon
4: retire at one point, mm. Gary Monk? Let's
3: uh, no. go Mars. Mars. You're right. <laughs> it is Gary Mars. You think Gary Mars. <laughs> it was
4: Gary Mars. It was, was both he... of them.
2: Uh,
1: Mars. <laughs>
2: question two who said it Gary Monk or Bruno Mars Michael Chopper was a good player but an absolute <laughs> idiot of a guy he would act all macho in front of his own fans but in truth he was a coward who said that Bruno Mars or Gary Monk <laughs>
3: about
1: that. Gary, <laughs> Mars.
2: Oh. Oh. Oh, Gary Mars or yeah, Gary Mars Yeah,
1: he
3: has some real great insults people you coward Michael <laughs> <laughs> <You're> Chopper <cowed. laughs>
2: you're right that is a great bit of uh, 24k magic <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course that is
3: uh, Bruno sure. Mars
2: the answer is uh, Gary Monk uh, number three Because your sex takes me to paradise. Yeah, your sex takes me to paradise. Louis Saha. Louis Saha is the correct answer (laughs) on that one. Um, It's going to get repetitive. Despite being so far ahead of the other teams, we had a slight wobble. So by the time we played Carlisle away, we had only one low on two of our last eight games. Who said it? Bruno Mars, a game monk.
3: What are you expecting us to say?
2: On Friday we played Yeovil
6: at home oh it was the first God. game
2: under floodlights and it ended with a female streaker on the pitch which was an added bonus. That was horrible that bit, I really hated that bit. But that could be a Bruno well, I Mars lyric. No it could. He, that he says Yeovil.
3: <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? For the reference
2: to Yeovil. I love the He's impressed by a naked woman which is a very Bruno Mars lyric. <laughs> and finally question 6 who said it Bruno Mars a gay monk? Tomorrow I'll wake up do some P90X meet a really nice girl have some really nice sex. <laughs> What? It was Gary Monk, <laughs> <What did laughs> Monk? Kenny Jacket. <laughs> that is a feature we will never be able to go back to. But Uptown Monk, it sure
3: gave it to you. Did you? Uh, I mean, I'm I'm going to ask this, and I know what the answer is. Did you come up with that with the pun first, or <laughs>
4: <laughs> did you come out with that no, in I, hospital?
3: <laughs>
2: The reason why Amy says, do you think I'm in hospital, is because, uh, because you, for, for I, a, I read that <laughs> book <laughs> I read that book in hospital because my dad was having an operation. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm not a serious one. Yeah, actually. and I think but, we um, mentioned that in the podcast. Yeah, we, say... we do. And the, the surgeon uh, still listens. Still listens. To the show. So shout out to Dr. data Because he, he was in the room when you said... When I, he he walked in and was like, no one... <laughs> I walked in the room of this hospital. I walked written some weird things, but no one's ever been reading Gary Monk's autobiography. <laughs> <laughs> but we don't just do great games in the show we've had a few we have dramatic readings which are often not so dramatic one of my favorites is uh, my Yoshida buys some curtains I love
3: my yashida buys some curtains because he goes into so much detail about how to buy curtains q right. dramatic reading
2: nice it's time for this week's dramatic reading my yashida tries to buy some curtains <laughs> uh, cue dramatic music thank you very much Jack. <laughs> In a small town in the Netherlands, it's not unusual to find that only a church and a few bakeries are open on Sunday. Mm-hmm. On top of that, even when shops are open on weekdays, you may not always find what you're looking for in stock and end up having to place an order, which in turn may take far too long to arrive.
3: This feels very specific to Venlo, can
2: I it, say. It does, yeah. Yeah. Is this is he
4: is, nev- he's not realised this is a very small town. Is yeah. It is yeah. <laughs> true. He
3: must love Argos. Yeah. Argos must <laughs> he have changed have just, his life. He must have gone to like Rotterdam and been like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. No, that makes <laughs> sense. Sure. Okay, yeah.
2: But only after he wrote the book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> (laughs) If, by some misfortune, a member of the shop staff who dealt with your order is going to be away on holiday during its lead time, you might not even be able to chase your order for a little while.
3: Is he giving a guide to people buying curtains? (laughs) In Holland? In Holland?
2: Look, young Japanese footballers, (laughs) if you're gonna come to Holland and buy curtains, there's a few things you need to know. When I first moved into a flat in Venlo, I didn't have curtains for my windows for more than two months. Had the flat been in Japan, the previous tenant might have left them there. (laughs) Unnecessary detail But in the Netherlands exciting. So I was told There was a strict rule That the tenant Must put the place Back to its original state By stripping out anything Added to replace For personal use or taste Including wallpapers Even when vacating The property <laughs> Did you guys know that before?
3: I didn't To I'm, be
1: fair You didn't no. know
2: the, the landlord rules Was in, um, in Holland I did,
1: <laughs> They didn't <laughs> Interesting
2: As my arrival <laughs> in the flat Coincided with a local carnival Which meant all the townspeople <laughs> Including the shop owners Were celebrating For days on end I didn't even hear From the shop about the delivery date of my curtains for almost a month. For other Japanese people, the order may have taken even longer to arrive than it did in my case. This is where it gets weird. Oh, this is really great. Really strange. Oh. It's just the Japanese people are sometimes disrespected so we tend to look much younger than our age to Western people. In this regard, I'm an exception. But in Europe, as it is more of an advantage, I shall proudly call it the strength of an old bloke's face. It it pivots very
3: quickly to being about, like, racism. <laughs> that it does, yeah. It's, it's just by some you're, like, you're just midway through curtain conversations and then <laughs> suddenly he goes, you know what? The Asian people <laughs> are discriminated against. Like, oh, oh my goodness, okay. Do you think right. the one he was like, "Now nah, I've talked too much about Kearns <laughs> I've, got, I've,
2: got, I've, got, I've got to have a good payoff at the end of this." Um, but there are yucky moments in the show. Yeah, one being we mentioned
3: Perry earlier. Mm.
2: I think this is the closest in reading a book, apart from when Jermaine Pennant kills a cat. I'm sorry to mention it again. Why
3: we why do we mention it so many times? Because we keep on saying that we shouldn't mention it. It's but very it's, shocking. It's very shocking, and also because he says it in such like a casual way. Yeah.
2: But I would say the most disgusting thing apart from that is um Perry Groves and Anders Limper.
3: There are some weird uh like pranks that go on throughout the book. Not from you. Yeah, mostly, you you seem pretty aware of it. At you or yes. near you. But, uh, both, I'd say. Yeah. But I mean the Anders Limper one is the one that we are we have the to talk weirdest about. prank.
2: This this takes it to a new level. Um yeah. could you can I read it of if you don't mind? You it it was a break to remember too for our defender Colin Pates he was fast asleep in the reception area about 1am when Anders Limper came up to us with a handful of little stones he'd taken from the flower pots around the foyer he looked at Colin and said he was going to put them in his foreskin
3: (laughs) no build up just straight away I think the fact that he announces he's going to do it makes it that much weirder yeah I love the idea of being like Hey guys, here's what I'm
6: gonna do. But then if you don't mention it, no, he starts unzipping it. Quietly. No, yeah, I agree. It, it, because it, it could. This be is why you're bad at pranks. That's it, it so could be true. Yeah, misconstrue, couldn't it, that he was doing it? Oh yeah, no, you, he, you he's need, not doing yeah, anything he, weird. He's just putting little stones, stones in his foreskin. Yeah. Sure. Oh, that's alright
5: then. Oh, that's Carry fine. God,
6: Carry Go on. ahead, mate. But you need a bit of. Maybe he just thought I need a bit of backup. Okay. Oh, sure. In case, in case something. Was he expecting everyone to go? Yeah, that's definitely do. Well, no. The thing is, no, we're like that is so. <laughs> unacceptable but that made it funnier then he
2: went over to pay, he went over to Patsy. carefully undid his trousers and delicately placed the tiny stones around his foreskin
6: it's the
3: care with which it's done oh yeah it makes inside Wait, you want to wake
6: him up yeah also one you don't but he was out of it completely so then sure. you know it's like being anaesthetised you know you're done uh-huh. but you got to think the detail when because all the stones in the plant pot aren't the same size <laughs> <laughs> so he's got to be quite selective. <laughs> Is it like of uh, the size of the stones? Isn't he? Is it like Don't a surgeon? Mean, he's got like sort of someone being like, yeah. oh, I need a or like a, a golf player. being exactly. like, no, oh, yes? Oh no, yeah, no, no, right, no. Yeah. He needs yeah, a caddy. So <laughs> there was a quality control going <laughs> on. Oh Who was in charge of quality control? Anders.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Wow. Uh, next morning, Boldy came down and said, I wouldn't want anyone who did that. If he finds out, he'll rip their head off. And Pacey came down. I said, wasn't me. Understand? <laughs> I was,
6: yeah. That was his first point of
3: call, obviously. That, because, that yeah. always seems like a dangerous thing to say. Yeah. someone yeah. someone comes in and you immediately say, it wasn't me.
2: The shag- a shaggy excuse. Yeah. And we pointed out, whoever did it, it wasn't personal. Not
3: personal. Pointing stones
6: <laughs> in my foreskin.
1: <laughs> it's yeah. about, what else it can we say? so weird. By, by the
6: way, he didn't, if he would have found out who it was, he would have... Rip their head Honestly so no, he his not? To this day he doesn't know It's Anders Well Lumber. he does now But oh, was, was that, Did Anders Lipper call oh, you Oh no he was Anders was shitting himself Because he knew really? Yeah he knew He was oh. like Pates is old school is that. How dare another man Put his hand <laughs> On my knob basically <laughs> That, that is the That's not even just practice. old school That is everyone
1: Yeah exactly. <laughs> Like,
3: yeah, <laughs> It seems, seems fair <laughs> enough He's particularly He's particularly
6: yeah, right. and it's it, Normally a week late You go oh, by the way Pates you <laughs> know that. Yeah yeah It was him But You can take those stones out now yeah yeah
2: and uh, just in case you're enjoying uh, images like that, <laughs> uh, you sick freak, <laughs> here is uh, a little story about a young bodybuilding Graham Sooners. Nothing will top uh, this, uh, this, this flow of paragraphs. Uh, within two paragraphs, he goes from almost killing his friend with an axe
3: to <laughs> winning body-beautiful at Butlans. Which I still don't understand. A lot of this book is written like a dream. Yes, like, like where he sort of will suddenly mention something and you go, well, what does that have to do with it? <laughs> yeah. The body beautiful bit is particularly confusing.
2: Shall I shall I go shall I read those two paragraphs? Please, that, please read that. Another time our next door neighbour Norman and I were throwing a pickaxe in the garden, <laughs> as you do. <laughs> oh, Norman. But when I accidentally hit him with it by accident. When I actually hit him with it by accident. It glanced off his head which was quite a scary moment for him. <laughs> for him, yeah. not for me. I was fine, I walked yeah. off. Yeah. I've got brothers mate, I don't care. I also broke my collarbone at school. I was messing around with someone on my shoulders and as I fell, he fell on top of me. One summer, I went with a friend and his family on a holiday to Butlins and won the Body Beautiful competition there. What does that have to open? <laughs> the prize was a week's holiday the following year so my mum and dad had to save up to take me. I put them under some pressure there
3: so hang it's on just, uh, it, yeah, it doesn't
2: confusing. comes from nowhere
4: you that think comes... that you just picked that out right? that then doesn't go on to describe None of that or explain yeah. anything do we
2: know what the body beautiful is no no uh, i think it's basically well first of all very creepy because he's probably about 15 yeah. this current time. i think it's where you it's like a body you show off your body you, sure. you, you bronze your muscles and show makeup beautiful yeah mm. make your body beautiful make your body beautiful so, wait
3: was the problem that he couldn't go on his own the prize was a week's holiday the following year, so my mother I had to save up to take me, so they had to... Yeah, like, well, he a kid. Yeah, I guess, yeah. I guess that makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah, I could... just find that so bizarre. Well, we've got to have the reigning champion of body boy. Right <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that 14-year-old boy doesn't come along. <laughs> the 60-year-olds are butlers, and he <laughs> Where's the hot guy from last year? Where's that hot teenager? <laughs> oh, God. It's so weird. Oh, Also, I just realised that he didn't go with his... Friend, he didn't go with his family the first time. He went with a friend I'm and their the friend yeah. What a bizarre! Do oh, you mind if I enter that competition? <laughs> <laughs> a great take my time. clothes off.
4: <laughs> you just wait there. Yeah.
5: <laughs> so
4: weird.
5: And then going back to home to his own family and going, just so you know, um, yeah. next year we gotta go back there because they all voted I have the sexiest body <laughs> from everyone there. So.
1: You're
3: never going, going to Butlins again. Yeah. Yeah. They did what? You're gonna to have to get a third job. Are you sure it was Butlins? <laughs> Also, I really like the idea that, that that might be the same. That might be the same best friend who got hit in the head with a pickaxe. Yeah, <laughs> he throws a pickaxe at his best friend and says, "Oi, take me to Butland's. I want to. I want win. want to win a body beautiful competition." Ending the show like I always wanted to on Graham, on naked Graham, torso. Graham Sooners' Naked <laughs> Graham Naked Naked Graham Sooners.
2: I'm hoping more players in the new series.
3: Are uh, naked? they Are naked? I think there must And talk be... about Butlins. <laughs> we've already recorded some. Yes. You should say exciting. We have. It's happening. Episodes. It's back. They're coming. It's
2: back, baby. They're coming next week. We really hope you listen to them. Yeah. We really
3: hope you enjoy them. Yeah. Actually, I just hope you listen to them. I don't care if you enjoy
2: them. As long as we get the listening figures. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <right. laughs> um, but we've got
2: some really good books lined up. Oh, well, like, we're Not th- going
3: to give it away. Not going to give it away. But also, uh, did they mention Butlins? Anyone mention Butland so far? Not yet. Not yet. So that's our one spoiler we're
2: yeah.
0: giving away.
3: That I, that a lot of people will be listening to this now and being like, okay, cross off. It's like guess who? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Do they mention Butlands? <laughs> no. Ah. Okay. Cross off. Um, yeah. Oh god, I got oh, to think, uh, think of a footballer. I got to think of a footballer. It's so you're very good at picking out random footballers. I Freddie don't. Eastwood. Oh, okay. Freddie Eastwood went to Butlands I mentioned it in I think Freddie Eastwood
2: has been to Butlands.
3: I think he works at Butlands now. <laughs> <laughs> Every chance.
2: But yeah, we've got some great books lined up. <laughs> we have some really good books. I'm actually really excited.
3: It's it's going to be a really good series. You know, the, the joke is that, it, that we hate reading these books. Actually, it's really fun. I and, love it. And I love and, footballers. I love footballers. And actually, it is it is quite nice to hear all these opinions. Yeah. Um, to hear all these odd odd little stories that they have. For uh, sure. I feel like I've got a lot of insight into into brains that I wouldn't have had insight into.
1: Well, and I, confusing sentence. <laughs> I, lo-
3: I love having insight into brains <laughs> that you otherwise wouldn't have had insight that, into. That's my favourite hobby. When people say to that's you, "That's a good tagline for the show."
2: What insight <laughs> In- into brains that otherwise we wouldn't have had insight into? <laughs> uh, will that fit into our Twitter bio? Uh, no. <coughs> but some great books. I can't emphasise that enough. Some really good books. Some really exciting guests yeah. lining up
3: for the series. It's going to be a great series. Be a cracking series.
2: Every week uh, from now on, every Monday, listen Yeah, every
3: Monday. That's a new thing as well,
2: isn't it? Every every Monday, forever. Forever? Ad infinitum. It'll 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 never stop. It'll never, ever, ever stop. Starting September 21st. Well, I guess technically starting with this, but September 21st, the new series starts. Please listen in. But before we go, there's one person. We haven't mentioned yet. It was an extremely important part of the show. He's, he's, he, I would say, he's probably the most
3: important part of the show. I, I
2: agree. I don't think there would be a show without him every yeah. week. Our good friend Ken, aka Ken
3: Zong, Ken Zong,
2: records another uh, chant about an obscure footballer. He started off doing them as uh, Norwich players. He really uh, paints himself into a corner with
3: Norwich. Yeah, he
2: did. <laughs> yeah, he ran out of that quite quickly to play you out. Here is the for the first time ever.
3: Oh,
6: oh,
2: full Ken zong megamix see you next week book. 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 book 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 bug bye bye new series back 21st <laughs> has everyone heard the song by sean mendes and camila cabello senorita oh, <laughs> my friend look. has been singing i love it when you call me leroy lita <laughs> it gets stuck <laughs> in my head all the time Uh, Are we all familiar with the song, uh, Old Town Road, by Lil Nas X? Yeah. yeah. He's been singing, I'm going to take Grant Holt down to Carrow Road. (laughs) That's
1: that's, nice. To
2: the tune of an outcast song. Scores us goals and makes defenders cry. Steals the ball and plays it down the line. He's Simeon Jackson. Ooh, (laughs) is he for real? Wow. (laughs) Um, this one's the tune of 50 cents PIMP Sure. You'll never get past our number three Play of the year in 2003. As our captain, he won us the league. Oh, yes, he's Norwich City's Adam Drury. <laughs> That's good. Good.
1: That's good! really good. It's a long
3: good. one. He rhymes three with three. three yeah, he does. Yeah, That threes. is lazy, actually, yeah. can
2: uh, The tune of Psycho Killer by Talking Heads. All familiar with the song? Love that song. Irish Wizard. <laughs> Paul McVeigh, <laughs> la, 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 left left winger. <laughs> Today, there's a special treat for all the listeners, all the Ken fans out there, and there's a lot of them. Yeah, you're going to hear from the man himself. Oh what?
5: My God! I wanted to give a
6: goalkeeper a bit of love because
1: ah. you know they
6: have a tough they have a tough job out there on the pitch.
1: True. Uh, uh, and I also wanted to give to a, no- a nod
5: to everyone's favourite queen of country, Dolly Parton. Thank you very so, much. Uh, <laughs> Rob Green Rob Green Rob Green Rob Green Green. We're begging of you Please use those big
2: hands (laughs) P-A-M-A-R-O-T Secret weapon of Pompey P-A-M-A-R-O-T Let's go N-O-E He is Darius Vassell What you gonna do When you're up against Gary Naismith (laughs) (laughs) Baby Stern John 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 John
5: Higginbottom, striding down the wing, Higginbottom, how you make us sing, Higginbottom, you're so solid at the back, (laughs) shutting down every attack, oh Higginbottom. That was so good What was that? What um, what? Uh, song was that? What was the melody?
3: It's Pretty Woman
5: Oh (laughs) Yeah
1: Okay
2: Over the centuries, the world's greatest wordsmiths have crafted the most beautiful sentences ever written. Shakespeare.
4: Shall I compare thee to a summer's
3: day? Austin.
4: There is no charm equal to tenderness of heart.
3: And Jermaine Penham. I pulled two birds and I went home, which is nearly a proverb. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Welcome to the Football Book Club, the only book club where, instead of reading literary classics, each week we read yet another obscure footballer's autobiography. Over the weeks, we'll be reading such classics as Kevin Phillips' Strikingly Different, Darren Huckabee's Hux, Kevin Kilbane's Killer, and Nobby Solano's Blowing My Own Trumpet. <laughs> Join us for highbrow reviews. He loves using the word arse in a metaphor. Games. Who said this? Gary Monk or Bruno Mars? <laughs> and extremely dramatic readings. This story is called Jodie Craddock Moves a Barstool. As recommended by The Athletic, BBC5 Live and named one of Esquire's best podcasts of 2020,
3: it's The Football Book Club. New episodes every Monday. I do not want to read Louis Saha describe sex to me.
0: Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say
3: hello to Quince.